When you don't want your busy evenings to signal the end of dinnertime exploration, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plan so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. With 60 plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com unique. In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to The Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them and to take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. My special guest is an intuitive transitional life coach. She is also a grief coach and certified Reiki healer. With her heart and passion for inspiring and empowering others, she's impacted the lives of so many, helping them find the peace, purpose, and their inner power after losing a loved one. We're going to hear more about her and her amazing organization, Finding Peace Within Life After Loss. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Rochelle Lee Evans. Hey, Rochelle, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, AJ. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, it's an honor to have you. Absolutely. So, Rochelle, let's go ahead and just dive into it. If you can share with the listeners a little bit of your background, um, where you're from, and what was like life like for Rochelle growing up? Ah, great question, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a native of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I'm an only child. And um, growing up in San Francisco, you know, it's a beautiful city, of course. Yes. And I'm really grateful being able to grow up there. I had spent um, a lot of time with uh, family and friends, which I love dearly. Um, I love growing up. I, it was a great time for me. This is like I, I was um, born in the late 50s, early 60s. And that, that was a good time for me growing up. You know, mm. I was able to have a lot of freedom. You know, my mom would just gave me a lot of freedom and it was just great. Um, as I got older, though, I decided that I wanted to go into the nursing field. Mm, okay. And so I, I just retired about three years ago, but I spent 42 years in the nursing field oh in a psychiatric lockdown facility. Mm. And I tell you, there was never a dull moment. Oh, I'm sure there wasn't. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. yeah, never a dull moment. But, you know, I'm really grateful for that because what that did, that allowed me to be able to help those in need. Yes. I've always been the type of person who's been a giver. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started giving at the age of 11. I started, and these were with my friends, and they would have problems, like, with their family. They come from families who were um, parents of alcoholics. Right. And so I was always the problem solver. I always wanted to try to solve my friends' problems, <laughs> you know, and I supported them mm -hmm. totally. And 
that was very rewarding too. And so growing up, as I said, as I got older, I became an adult. I decided I wanted to go into the nursing field. So I did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, during this time, my mom was sick too. Um, I worked at a well-known hospital and my mom, she had all kinds of ailments at the time. Mm. And I was her caregiver. I took care of my mom. I took care of her no matter what it was like. One of the things, AJ, that I'm really grateful for is the fact that during that time, my mom, I worked night shift. First okay. of all, I worked night shift. Right. And it was 11 to 7.30 in the morning. And my mom would call the job 2, 3 o'clock every day because things were beginning to progress and um, when I did that and I spoke with her, she'd be like, she'd get on the phone. She'd be like, Rochelle, baby, come home now. Come home. Mm -hmm. I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. I can't move. Oh, and I'd be like, mom, I'm on my way. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened was I told my supervisor and through grace, she said, Rochelle, just go ahead. I got you covered. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind that this had went on for about three, four years this had went on okay so finally what wind up happening was I had to put my mother in a nursing home which was only about 20 minutes away from me okay. and I would always go see her and you know my mom besides God my mom she was my rock oh, yeah. she was my inspiration mm -hmm. she you know it's like when her life ended my life began there was a lot of pain the thing i was most grateful for through this whole process i still had a lot of gratitude mm -hmm. and the reason why i had this gratitude was because i knew that she would be okay yes i didn't have a shadow of a doubt whether she was or not i knew it's something when you know something mm -hmm. as opposed to wondering right. so i knew and it was because of my spirituality and my love for her, mm -hmm. that I knew that she was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. There was numerous times she spent at the hospital. Right. I take off work for about a month and I would go and see her every day, every day. Right. Now I have a son and two grandsons and my son used to say, mom, you know, I'm worried about you because you're never here every day. You're at the hospital, but it's like, right. yes, I'm okay. And I, I didn't have the greatest experiences at the hospital with my mom. One of the things I didn't know, being in the nursing field, I don't know if anyone's ever experienced this, but um, my mom, she would be sick. And I walk in the hospital. And when I walked in, the nurse was giving care to her, but she wasn't giving the right care to her. Mm -hmm. And I knew this. Yes. And so I made corrections and, and talked to the nurse. I mean, I had to um tell the staff all the staff and, and call call um the supervisor and let them know and put in many complaints and, mm -hmm. but i knew how some hospitals were you know be i've seen a lot being in a nursing field too yes. and so you know i just need to take care of my mom no matter what and so i did so I stayed there every day. My mother, she used to crack me up because sometimes when I walk in, she's like, my daughter, she's going to, I'm going to tell my daughter, she's going to take care of it. <laughs> you know, and I'll be like, yep, yeah, you got that right. That's right. I'm going to take care of it. Got to look I'm out for mom. Of mom. 
Yes, it's yeah. nobody like your mom. So no one. Yeah. So I did, like I said, through the whole process, I was really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And then one day I had got a call. So this came about where I, I had got a call. She had been in the home for about three or four months. And I get a call from a doctor. And the doctor says, Miss um, Evans, I hate to tell you this, but your mother is gone. Mm-hmm. And I remember just screaming to the top really? of my lungs. And my son, he came rushing in. He's like, Mama, Mama, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. And I said, Mama's gone. Mama's gone. And he took the phone from me, talked to the doctor. Okay. And it was just like suddenly, you know, I knew this day was coming. I just right. didn't know when. Right. Um, my mom, I was giving her like 20 medications a day. And so, you know, one of my biggest prayers during that time was that me being the only child and me being able to take care of my mother, I would pray, Lord, just not let anything happen to me right. so I can take care of her. Yes. And through his grace, he did. He did. I'm, I'm just so grateful. I'm still grateful today. And I think my gratitude kept me in a place of humbleness, you know. Yeah. And so... I chose afterwards, um, not too long after, I decided to retire. Mm. And so I had already been working with women. So just to give you a little bit more of my background besides the nursing, I had worked in one of the most, I would say the most upright, women's facility ever known Mm -hmm. and then this was in the um, 90s the late 90s okay and i worked as a counselor and these were young women who were trying to work and getting their life back and they were on drugs and alcohol so this was actually the only women's program in san francisco recovery program it was an 18-month program mm-hmm. I I loved it so much I wound up being there 10 years prior to going <laughs> into the, being hired in the hospital oh, so my. yes it was really? great. <laughs> I, I, you know I love us women we are the crop the top of the crop should I say yes because we do everything AJ we 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 do I mean just everything we have a way of multiplying and when I say multiplying, we do many tasks. We wear many hats. We take care of our children. We take care of our husbands, those who we have. We take care of our family members. We're the president and CEO of, of our business. There's nothing that we can't do. That's right. And I've always felt that and believe that this is why I say that we're actually the top of the problem. Nobody can do what we do. And I- we're queens. We're queens, and, and I really feel special <laughs> working with the women that I do. So grateful, so humble. Oh, that's wonderful. And so, yes, thank yeah. you, thank you. So, um, so what I decided to do, I decided through my own experience, I thought about, well, you know, how many women? This was before the COVID, of course. It's like how many women are going through this here 
mm-hmm. besides me, the loss, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the pain, the tragedy, right. the unknowing. It's like, you know, I've worked with women where they've lost their husbands and there's like, well, they've been a wife 40 years. They've been married 40 years. Yeah. Their children are adults now. Right. And they have to downsize, first of all. And it's like, well, my husband's taking care of all the bills. And the only thing I did was brought up my children and and take care of my husband. That's all they knew. That that mm-hmm. was their identity. That's who they were. Mm-hmm. And so to have such a tragedy, and it's like, well, who am I? Right. And I went through that same thing of like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Because when my mother... When my mother's life ended, mine began with the question of, who am I? The only thing I knew at that time, AJ, that I was a child of God and a child of my mother's, I knew nothing else. And that's what started my journey because I wanted to know who was Rochelle. I'd taken care of people my whole life, family and friends, until I seen them pass and, you know, I don't regret anything that I've done because that's what I do. I know what I was job about that, and there's no perplexities with this, that I was given a gift. And with this gift, I was to live a life on purpose with purpose. And that's what I choose to do today. And these beautiful queens, these beautiful women are my purpose. They are my purpose. Understood. Understood. You know, that's, that's, that's absolutely beautiful, Rochelle. And I really, really appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. Um, One thing, I mean, well, I mean, the Queens are the top of the crop, right? They really are. And, and one, uh, one thing that, that resonates with me that I wish I had a better instinct uh, of, I guess you can say is I feel just personally that women are so much in tune with their, their, their conscience, right? Their, their, their Mm -hmm. intuitive side. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. when, when something doesn't quite feel right and, and, and you can't really explain physically what it is or why you feel this way, but you feel this way. And, 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 and when, you feel this way, you act on it, you know, whether it's something that you should tell somebody or a decision that you should uh, go in the opposite direction or, or make the opposite choice of, you know, Um, some people refer to it as your gut, you know? Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I know um, there have been a lot of wives, mine included, who have, uh, who have, really been so in touch with their intuitive side that if I was bent on making a decision to do a certain thing and, 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 and she wasn't, she wasn't quite feeling it. She was suspicious of something, you know, Mm -hmm. she's told me many times, Hey, you may want to reconsider X, Y, Z, you know, and, and, and think about it. I, I don't think this part is too, is too cool. 
And every time she was right, you know, so I've learned, I've learned to listen, yeah. you know, awesome. yeah. yeah, I've, I've learned, I've learned to thing. listen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. can you, and thank you by the way, for opening yourself up and, and being vulnerable to share, uh, in detail how you went through caring for your mother and getting that phone call saying that your mother has passed. Um, that that's yeah. never easy to tell um, or to share, um, you know, even years past for some people. So I, I, I truly appreciate it. And I'd love to ask uh, uh, something about that if I can, Rochelle. And that's sure, um, you made a statement earlier about uh, when you've served all these years, you know, in the nursing field, caring for others. And caring for your mother, of course, and um, having, I guess, some some degree of loss of identity um, in 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 doing your God given gift for helping others, and like you said, no regrets. But uh, after your mom passed, you were asking yourself, "Who am I?" You know, you knew you were a child of God, but who am I? Who is Rochelle? And you set out on that journey. Yeah. Can you explain um, for the listeners, if you can, um, how, how did that how did that come about to where you asked yourself that question? You know, I mean, how did you look past the grieving and the pain of losing your mother to to rationally take that look in the mirror? and ask, who am I? How did that happen? That actually happened after my mother had passed, of course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, life just showed up. You know, there are storms that comes in our lives, and Mm -hmm. it has a way at times of altering our path. Mm -hmm. And it definitely had altered my path. And I just felt in my spirit, the question just automatically came up, Mm. who am I? And I'm grateful that it did because I really didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. I really didn't besides Mm -hmm. that. Yet, but there's still a yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yet. So when you you started that journey, okay, um, obviously you, you, you're a woman of very strong faith, very, uh, high level of spirituality. Um, when you yeah. started that journey, um, what was your mindset? I mean, how, how confident did you feel that you would uh, find the answer to that question about who you are? Were you very confident? Um, did you have doubts? Um, because mind you, you're still grieving over your mother. You know, yes. and, uh, you know, when 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 you're trying to set a course for uh, for a goal or a destination or find an answer to a question in the middle of that grieving, I would imagine it would be uh, uh, a, quite a challenge and an obstacle for you. Oh, yes, I definitely have my moments of os- um, obstacles and challenges. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that had came up for me, I was determined. I knew that I had to find out who I was because if I did not be lost, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be able to survive. 
I wouldn't be able to live not knowing who I really was. And I mean, not just knowing who my, who I was, but my authentic self. Yes. And, 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 and share with us what that means, if you can. Authentic means that this is from the inside. It's not my outer appearance. It's right. my inner being of who I am. Mm. I come to find out that I am a woman who loves life. Mm-hmm. I am a woman who loves people. Mm-hmm. I am a woman who gives, who serves, who has a lot of gratitude yes. for, for life and the life that I live today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have never known these things about me had I not chose to pursue this i mean it's like being in hot pursuit of something you really desire i mean it was really really it was emotional for me but Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've ever been aj in a place or any of your audience ever been in a place where you know that at the end of the tunnel it appears there's no hope and i'm speaking to the hopeless right now absolutely that's right For those of you that are feeling hopeless, there is a catalyst. There is hope, even though it looks like it's at the end of the tunnel. And that's what helped and supported me. There was a moment where I still believed. I I held on to my belief and I didn't want to be overcome with defeat. Right. And so there was that catalyst, that hope that came for me. And I seen that hope. And when I seen that hope, it had me move from out of the position of that pain and to keep moving forward, knowing and hoping and believing. Because sometimes that's all we have. Right. Right. Also, also uh, knowing that your mother is at peace knowing that she is in a much better place that kind of that kind of helped you as well right in 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 being able to move forward oh definitely definitely Mm -hmm. i remember i was doing well maybe the first three months okay and i went to sleep one night i remember this like it was yesterday and so it's so real as you and i are talking right now right and i went to sleep and i woke up and i had this really heaviness i felt upon me Mm -hmm. i said well i must have been in a deep sleep because i could just feel it and i'm one who don't always remember my dreams okay me neither hardly (laughs) okay so but i happened to remember this particular dream and i remember seeing my mother and because one of the things i wanted to do was so just to hold my mother one more time. Yes. One more time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I seen her and I begin to run to her. And then all of a sudden I stopped. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, is this real? Mm-hmm. I said, this is my mother over here. Is this real? And then my mother came towards me. And she just hugged me and hugged me. And told me she loved me. Mm, beautiful. I don't want to start getting emotional, start no, crying. No, but I understand. I understand. It was just one of the moments in mm-hmm. when she did that. 
I knew if he was, then I would be okay. And everything's going to be all right. Yes. That's, that's. And so, yeah. I, I tell you, that's, that's breathtaking, Rochelle. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's that, it's that assurance, right? Uh, it, it, yeah. yeah, and there's mm-hmm. angels. I truly believe there's angels that reveal themselves yeah. in one way or another to give you that peace, to give you that assurance, right? Uh, when you lose yes. a loved one, definitely. Yeah, definitely. and I feel that your faith, your 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 level of faith and spirituality, uh, that that puts you in a position to receive that, to receive yeah. those messages. And those types of visions when an angel comes to visit you and the hugging of your mother and, and you to her and her to you. It's just absolutely beautiful, Rochelle. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. And, mm-hmm. I, and I also appreciate you sharing um, a couple statements you made earlier about, you know, um, a message for the hopeless, right? There's always a yeah. catalyst right? There's always hope. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's one of the hallmarks of the road to rediscovery. You know, we talk about, uh, number one, you are never alone. And number two, there is always hope. So always. Yes, yes, it sure is. So Rochelle, let's talk about your company and the great work that your company is doing, the great work that you're doing in helping these queens transform themselves, <laughs> realize their potential, right? And not only survive, yes. but to thrive, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, tell us about it. Okay, so. Inspired from your journey, right? Exactly. This all, all right. came from my experience, my journeys. And knowing that I'm not alone. Yes. And so knowing this, what I did, I created a six-month program Mm -hmm. specifically for women. Mm -hmm. And the name of my program is Finding Peace Within Life After Loss. Mm -hmm. Because there is life after loss. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a living witness to it. I'm here and I'm living and I'm thriving. And so I knew that this was my purpose. When I had said earlier that I'm living life with purpose, on purpose, this is it. These beautiful women that come that has a lot of pain, yes, a lot of tragedy, I know. And I believe it's like, even if I didn't know what comes though is our experience that's the connection is our experience i don't have to know you that's right but you know and we know that we experience the same thing Mm -hmm. so that's the connection i mean i love to get to know everyone of course sure (laughs) yeah and so this like i said this is a six-month program okay and what i've done i created specific modalities through my experience Mm -hmm several of them to help with my assistance, with my support, with my love for them is to propel them where they move from out of the pain to a place of peace. Yes. Not only peace for themselves, but peace for their family. Mm-hmm. And so just to give you an example is we first start off with 
identification. That's the first thing. Right. Because there's times that, you know, we automatically feel the fear. But really, what's up under that fear? What is that source up under that fear? And can you identify that? Right. Because if you can identify it, and when it comes up again, you'll know what it is. So identification, to be able to identify what you feel, not that they have to do anything with it at that moment, right. but just being able to identify. And so we go through a process of starting out with that. And the goal and the end result of this mm -hmm. is their healing. Mm. For them to be able to heal. And yes. it's a process through healing. I know for me, my healing was, you know, to just be able to acknowledge that my mom was gone in the beginning. Because when I, like I said, I worked night shift. So when I got off work and I got home, I'd be running up the steps and I'd be saying, mama, mama, mama. Yeah. And then it just dawned on me. It's like, she's not here. Mm. She's not here. And it's like, wow. Okay. So that, but that's part of the healing too, though, is being able to, you know, go through different techniques, different tools. So one of them that I like using is meditation. Mm -hmm. Meditation is great if you're able to calm the mind mm -hmm. and focus on what your intention is. Right. You know, and there's different ways of meditating. Some people like music. Some people like just peace, tranquility. Right. And so I have them use different tools, as I said, because there's more than just that. Um, some of the women may choose they want to write. Maybe they lost their loved ones and they weren't able to say what they wanted to say. Right. But they able to write it out. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. these are the different things that I utilize. And my hope is that with this, that not only is it for them to be able to heal, but possibly live a new way of life. I got you. Know? you. I got you. Understood. To have that freedom, to have that peace. Yeah. And when they have that freedom and that peace, then they can start to live. Right? Yes. Yeah. They yes. know who they are. They know who they are. They have the tools to find peace. And when they achieve it, then they can live. So in your work that you've done with so many of these queens, Rochelle, um, everyone takes a different amount of time to work through the problems and the troubles before finding peace or before um, getting on, on the course, on, on, on the path, right? Um, yeah. How can you tell in, in, in your professional opinion with your background and everything how can you tell when someone you're working with uh is 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 there's progress that they they're either closer to or have achieved peace and acceptance i should say helping them overcome that tragedy yes definitely yeah. one is that they're in a whole different place where 
they have acceptance. They talk about acceptance. They're not only Good. talking about it, but they're showing it. They're actually it. living it. Mm, nice. They're living. Good. Yes. Good. You know, what they may have felt before or seen before, it doesn't affect them the way it used to. I see. I see. Have, there are signs. Yeah. yeah, there are signs. And 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 you're you're very keen into detecting when those signs reveal themselves um to 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 ascertain if uh, someone you're working with has achieved that peace or they're on the path towards peace and acceptance. Uh I really appreciate that. That's that's tremendous insight, Rochelle. Uh the, they're talking, they're not just talking about mm-hmm. acceptance, but they're it shows in what they do. It shows in their actions. Yeah. It shows in how they're living now. And, and, and you can tell a significant difference from how they are now or from how they were when you first met them to mm-hmm. how they are now, right? Definitely. You can, you can see it. And, yeah. you know, they, they may have been at one time where they're constantly crying. They're not crying. Right. Or, you know, there's a smile on their face. They can talk about it. Yes. 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 Definitely. And you know, that's the part where my intuitive comes in at, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in utilizing with them. And it's it's a gift because I've known times when women share things and they may not quite know everything, but I can feel or just knowing, and then I'll ask them about it. And they'll be like, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's the part that was missing. Yeah, Rochelle. <laughs> you know, so that there, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I'm, I'm so grateful this gift that I can just tap into yes. a part that they may not see yes. and, and bring it up and support them with it. I Got love it. I just love it. Gotcha. Yeah. And and you do such a great job with it. I can I can tell and I can feel it in my heart of hearts that you do wonderful work and you transform and change lives of so, so many leading them to acceptance and peace over their, uh, over their hardship. So, uh, I'd like to ask you, Rochelle, um, have you ever had an instance where someone you have, uh, worked with has suffered a relapse, um, let's say you were helping them in overcoming a tragedy and um, they gained acceptance of that and they were starting on the path to peace and yes. and you've continued working with them. And then after you start working with them because, uh, well, after you stop working with them and, you know, they're on that path towards peace, another tragedy hits them. And uh, it just yeah. basically sends them in a tailspin yeah. leading back yeah. to the original state that they were in. Have you ever had anything like that? And if so, um, do you have tools and practices um, that, that, that can help people not just achieve peace, but to sustain peace? Yes, I have experience with that, too. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's just like having an addiction when you relapse. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things I always say to the women when things come up, when it becomes too difficult, too challenging, mm-hmm. 
just step back for, for a moment. Mm -hmm. But when somebody else in this example, say they have another family member mm -hmm. who suddenly, just suddenly passes away. Yeah. And I say, okay, it's okay. You know, let them know they're in a safe place. It's, it's still okay. Mm -hmm. I validate what they feel first. Mm -hmm. Because their feelings are real. It's, it's their feelings. Yep, sure. I allow them to speak, to speak their truth, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. I, I'm i a very patient person, too, because I know what it's like. You know, when you experience something and you know what it's like, you're able to support that person even more. Yes. And so it's like I have also what I call the reset button. And this reset button is like, we're going to reset this and we're going to just go right on back to where it feels comfortable for you. And gotcha. kind of go through like what happened is being once again to be able to identify mm -hmm. what came up, whether it was fear, anger, mm -hmm. whatever it may have been mm -hmm. that you had chosen just in that moment because it was just a moment that we have right. to make a decision right. on something. So what did that look like? What did that feel like? Yeah. And and we, we just go back from there. We mm -hmm. start from there. And and let them have their process of their feelings. Right. Whether they right. feel hurt or whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Reset button, huh? Yeah, I got a reset button. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the, the essence and meaning behind that reset button. And uh, and I appreciate you sharing your tools and 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 how you work with yeah. people to sustain and maintain that level of peace and what to do if there's ever a setback, right? Because setbacks are all a part of life, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a setback to come back. Oh, you can absolutely. Come back. Setback to come, come back. back. Yeah, we sure can. We sure can. Yeah. And you know, um, I, I've also heard a phrase that someone said that. Um, you know, in the deepest, darkest of times when you feel like you're being buried, that is really when you're being planted, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Planted like to grow in the sprout yeah, and to blossom, that's right? It. Yeah. That's it. Yes, yes. It sure is. So, Rochelle, how can the listeners connect with you and learn more about the amazing work that you're doing? Okay. So, um, I'm actually, I'm getting ready to start a pro the program on the 26th of March, but you, I still work with women before that. Okay. So that they can reach me at my email address mm -hmm. and I will spell it out because it's a little long. It's babycakesllc at gmail.com, but let me just spell it. Okay. It's B-A-B-E-E-K-A- K-E-S-L-L-C at gmail.com. Gotcha. Okay. We will definitely include that with the proper spelling in the yeah. episode show notes so that people <laughs> can connect with you and, and reach out to you for any help or support that they need. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm here. I'm definitely here for them. Well, thank you so much, Rochelle. Man, I have had such a joy chatting with you. I truly have. And I, I, I feel the energy from your heart. Uh, I feel your genuine, authentic uh, uh, heart for service and passion for service. 
it, 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 it speaks and bodes loudly in your 40 plus years in nursing and of course, caring for your mother and now the great work that you're doing in caring for others. So, uh, I really appreciate you being on the show, Rochelle. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. So at this time, I'd like to go into a segment where I call, uh, three for the road, Rochelle. And in three for the road, I challenge Mm -hmm. my listeners to answer three random yet thought-provoking questions in five words or less. So what do you say? You think you're up for it? Oh, okay. That's different. Sure. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So three for the road, five words or less. And by the way, these are custom questions. They're not cookie cutters. I don't ask the same question for every guest. These are three custom questions based on your uh, professionalism, your experience, and your background. Okay. All right, so here we go. All right. Question number one for Three for the Road. Why or why not is peace the same thing for everyone? Peace is for everyone. It may come in different ways mm-hmm. of peace. Gotcha. They shall know. Okay. Peace is for everyone. It may come in different ways. I love it. Yeah. Love it. That's beautiful. Well stated. All right. Question number two. I'm going to give you a scenario, okay? All righty. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you are queen of the world. Queen of the world. And you rule over all things. But... You only get to have one law to establish. What would that law be? Hmm. That's a great question. The law that I would establish would be for the women. Mm Mm-hmm. That they never give up. Gotcha. Never Never give up up. on their dreams. Beautiful. I love it. Love it. All right. Question number three to uh, wrap us up for three for the road, Rochelle. Here it goes. This one's easy. Fill in the blank. Okay. All right. So fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. My mind is at ease. When I, my mind is at ease when I meditate, meditate, meditate. That is one simple word that says and means so, so very much and has such a great impact on our mind, our spirit and our body. Uh, I love it. My mind is at ease when I meditate. Oh, man. Well, Rochelle, congratulations. You <laughs> knocked it out of the park. You did great for Three for the Road. <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and thanks again for coming on the show. Let's stay in touch, okay? I would love to yeah. uh, catch up with you in about six months or so. If you'd love to give the listeners an update on, you know, any new projects that you've launched, any new programs that you're launching, um, love to have you back on the yeah. show. 
all right, definitely. I, I definitely got some more ideas. So yes, I, I shall. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, no, you're and very your audience, welcome. of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. We reciprocate and we are very grateful for your time on the show here as well, Rochelle. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And by the way, if you have a chance, please remember to subscribe and review the show anywhere you listen to your podcast, either on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Lipson, Spreaker, anywhere you listen to your shows. Would love to hear your feedback. Would love to have you subscribe, rate, and review. It would mean so much to me. And more importantly, if you know someone who is or appears to be at the end of their rope with nowhere to turn, no direction to go to, no way to make a decision, just feeling as if they are hopeless. I really, really uh, hope and ask that you share this show with them. Because on the road to rediscovery, we always want people to know two things. Number one, you are not alone. And number two, there is always, always hope. The Road to Rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. The Road to Rediscovery is an A.J. Shark production. Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one. $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232.